up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba 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 ba. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news and a touch of what, Terence? Good old lovey dovey humor, man. Lovey dovey humor, man. Yeah. How was your Valentine's Day, bro? Uh, yeah, mostly spent with you. I think uh, for the most of the day, <laughs> that's I spent true. With you. That's it's true, true, right? Yeah, <laughs> that is true. The unfortunate that is reality. True. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you, you really do end up seeing your work, your workmates, and all that for more a higher percentage of your life than you do your family, your kids, and all that. That's true. Yeah, man. Yeah, yesterday mm. I came back and my wife was like, "Oh, uh, it's Valentine's Day." I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, happy Valentine's." <laughs> <laughs> I will just go out. I was, but I, I, I think I once that I'm, I'm a bit more experienced than you. So actually, uh, after yeah. work yesterday, I, you know, I, I did the, the right thing and went out and got flowers and everything as well. Yeah, because you've been <laughs> conditioned by society, lah, bro. Get yeah, flowers yeah, yeah, all. No, I did yeah, get yeah. flowers for my uh, wife previously, but she like we. I mean, she said no, la, Flowers not a thing. Flowers not five, a like thing. five five years ago, like or something. Like that, Four years ago. <laughs> You make it sound like, oh, I did it last week. No, no, we talk about four years ago. <laughs> four years. I mean, <laughs> she say, she say, then I'm like, okay, lo. I'm not going to force it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's one of those, like, I say no, but I really want. I hope, like, I hope oh, that's not it? the case. <laughs> but I hope that's not the case. You're very, very selective. You have very selective uh, judgment about it. Uh. Oh, this is not one of those situations, right? But every other situation one of is one situation. of those. And she's like, ah, oh, shit, this guy is not getting it. This guy is not uh, getting it. <laughs> no, I mean, the, 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 I think from, uh, the, flowers, okay, lah. You know, in general, over the years, I've come to like, okay, flowers, you know, is, especially when you're living in your own place, which you are now, right? Uh, you yeah, get flowers, yeah, yeah. you know, everybody sort of enjoys how it looks. It, it brightens up the place a bit. But, you know, like really expensive dinners oh, yeah, on Valentine's yeah. Day, you know, those Valentine's Day packages. I, that that one I'm starting to like, hmm, like, is it really? I mean, yeah, like, it's experience, but it's also so crowded and everyone's rushing yeah. the book and, and so stressful, you know, it's like trying to get a, a car yesterday and all that as well. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, I you just go like that. a few yeah. days later, la, a few days later, a few days before. So mm. all good, man. All good. But yeah, I, yeah. I did, I did meet a friend of a friend who is has is having her first date on Valentine's Day with someone she just met. Then I was thinking, as a guy asking someone out for the first proper date on Valentine's, is damn precious, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. I wouldn't do that. Uh. That one is like you're ruining. You could potentially ruin someone's like Valentine's, Valentine's Day for Day. a few years. <laughs> yeah, <that's Right>. like, <laughs> for a few if it years, goes yeah. badly, if it goes badly yeah. and everything. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it went well. Hopefully it went well. Um, so, but Valentine's so. Day also was significant for another reason, which mm. is going to form the context of today. But yeah. uh, before that, what are we mm. plugging, man? What are we um, plugging? I think you know, as always, you, know, you can listen to this podcast on all your favorite podcast channels, but also do follow us on our social media, like whether it's our Instagram or TikTok. You know, we post up clips of our podcast as well, uh, where you get to see our faces and our expressions as we talk through uh, all these issues. Um, and I think, yeah, a lot of times I, I'm quite surprised by the responses we get on, on those channels because the comments and everything are quite different from the comments that we get on Reddit and other places too, like, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I mean... uh yeah, it's just a, a nice thing and, and I do that for other podcasts as well that I listen to. Mm. So hopefully you do that for ours. Yeah, that's right. But cool, yes. man. Cool. Shall we jump right into Lawrence Wong's love letter to Singaporeans? Yeah, and that is the budget 2023 from the mm. 
new sugar daddy, uh, sugar daddy Wong. Uh, mm. I mean, that, that doesn't sound the same. No, sugar daddy will always be for sugar daddy Hing. We need to think of something mm. else for Lawrence Wong. But uh, yesterday, yeah. the budget 2023 was announced. And mm. yes, as always, there is so much to unpack. Um, mm. We're just going to focus on one element today uh, because mm. we are... I know like people were asking us to do a deep dive similar to how we did last year. We are working on it. We are working on it. Hopefully, there will be an episode where we sit down with a with a good financial friend of ours to really dissect mm. the budget in, in, in the coming days. But also yeah. to let to let it sit for a little bit, right? Because yeah. I think uh, a lot of announcements were made yesterday that will affect whether it's property prices or, or resale prices and or or you know uh, parents planning to start young families and all yeah. so yeah, it's a good practice to even after news is announced rather than be like the mainstream media and just like oh just parrot out everything they say we kind of want to like sit a little bit read comments online talk to people get a sense of what people are feeling about it then we come to and bring our yellow butts to the table uh, yeah, and yellow butts. De- debate it, yellow butts. Yeah. Yellow butts. Not not literally our butts, but I'm. I said our yellow butt perspective to the table. Yeah, yellow butts. Not, not encouraging anyone to put their butts on the table. I mean, in case that's if, what you're thinking. If it's your table, <laughs> just do what you want. Man. If it's your table, your butt in your house, yeah. do whatever you want, man. Yes, do whatever yes. you want. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so so yeah, that's right. Overall, like this budget uh, touched a lot of different areas. Um, there mm. will be the assurance package, which will be kind of, uh, I mean, a lot of new terms being thrown out also, like the cost of living special payment uh, between mm. 200 and 400 for each eligible adult Singaporean. So this is just cash payouts uh, to, mm. to deal with the rising cost of living. Mm. The housing measures, I mean, we have spoken about HDB, we have spoken about the resale prices and there's a bunch of things that are happening like increased grants for first-time buyers of resale, which... Well, that one also, it's, there's really a lot of chatter about how that could have knock-on effects on everything in the resale market. Mm. Um, then there was a higher tax for high-value property, luxury cars, and tobacco. Mm. Um, mm. So, I mean, tobacco, uh, that's good. Everything uh, across all tobacco products, the excise duty, which I don't even know what the hell is, but I'm guessing mm. that the duty for bringing tobacco into Singapore will increase by 15%. Um, there's additional stamp duty for properties in excess of 1.5 million. Uh, mm. People who own fancy cars, they'll need to pay more tax. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Then there's also the CPF monthly salary ceiling to rise, um, which which is going to be go from 6K to 8K in 2026 onwards. Um, mm. There's more support for uh, workers, uh, for employees. There's the part-time re-employment grant. There's tax deductions for donations and a baby bonus, a boost mm. to the baby bonus. Yeah, um, enhanced baby bonus. Enhanced baby bonus, which is the, the one aspect that we will be talking about for today. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like, what, like why, why did you want to talk about this? Uh? Uh, why this in particular? I, mean, I think because, I mean, obviously being a, a, a dad, uh, I, I'm probably a bit more familiar with all, a lot of these things, like these terms and these grants and all. But at the same time, uh, you know, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not a direct. I will I will not be a direct recipient of a lot of these new grants that are being announced. Uh, so uh, mm. I'm able to like, okay, let's let's look at it objectively. Like how uh, how will it affect 
one of the huge problems that we have in Singapore today, which is the declining birth rate. Right? Mm. We're giving more money, $3,000 more as a baby bon- enhanced baby bonus. Would that necessarily encourage people to rush to have babies like, in the next uh, few months and years, right? So mm. I, I think that that's just a, a, a bigger question that, that we're trying to ask here. Like, you know, with all the inflation and rising costs of, of child rearing and all, uh, does this do anything to really move the needle that much? Huh? Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. and then I think for maybe for you, I, I don't know, like it's uh, you just got married, you know. There's these these yeah. I think these measures are aimed quite squarely at your demographic, lah. To be honest, correct. Yeah, uh, correct. Yeah. You so, so you mean, do you celebrate woo woo when you <laughs> when you got home yesterday and then like yes, finally we can I do this. Like, I was like, baby, this is my Valentine's Day gift to you, man. <laughs> we gonna get rich. <laughs> Maybe that's what that's what Lawrence Wong meant, like, right? You know, it's his, it's it's like he's like the he's catalyzing stuff in the the bedroom the for bedroom, young uh. couples. Yeah. <laughs> that's his Valentine's gift to all young couples in, across Singapore, like, right? Yeah, like in our room now, there's a, you know you can imagine couples with pictures of their family, his his family, her family, and then now Lawrence Wong. Lawrence Wong as well in the bedroom you know, Lawrence Wong in the bedroom before you you make a baby you think about uh, Mr. Wong Mr. Wong and say thank you uh, thank you for this, this yeah, thank opportunity you. yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> thank you for but, the additional uh, grant yeah but before jumping to baby bonus like maybe just for yourself like what stood out to you the most when you were looking through this all these announcements uh? Uh, you mean for specific to baby bonus is it no, 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 no. Everything, like everything about oh. the budget, like, like for you as a person, like what jumped out to you the most? I think you'd be the resale grants, lah. Uh, because mm. I mean, I just, I just got uh, my place like two years ago, and the grants mm. and all were a big part of the process, lah. And then we mm. have spoken a lot about the rising prices. Um, I got a resale, and since then the prices have just continued to increase. Which, for me, I'm like, I'm glad I got in that time, but I was also thinking, wow, shit, like, uh, it. I can't imagine being in that position now. So when these new grants mm. come out, I'm like, oh, that's cool. But then it feels like you're just going to push everything further. Like my my my, my simple mind is like, you give more grants, mm. then it makes it easier to charge higher. Because let's say yeah. if I wanted to sell mine, it feels like it would be more reachable to more people if the price is a bit higher. Like, then I was thinking, oh shit, is mm-hmm. that a good solution? Is that a good long-term solution? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. But that stood out to me lah. Yeah, I see. I'm, that's what a lot of the chatter that I'm seeing like that is just going to push up the prices. And isn't it? Isn't it a very obvious thing that this isn't? It doesn't solve the problem, like, right? That we have of uh, not enough supply and all that, like, right? Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because that's ultimately the the bigger issue, right? That there's not enough BTOs for for everyone, and uh, just making resale flats more accessible via more grants doesn't solve the issue, like, It's just I don't know. Maybe I don't even know if it fixes the symptoms, like, right? Yeah, I mean, and you see that a lot, right? Like even the rising cost of living now. There's a, there's a what's that package called? Um, assurance the, is it? Uh, called the assurance package. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it will cost nine point six billion up from six point six billion. But I think the assurance yeah. package is already an existing, an existing uh package. Seems like it because there was a mm-hmm. previous budget of six point six billion. I so see, I see. so it's just I think to deal with rising cost of living. There's all these these handouts being given, like which. I mean, it's good in the short term, but then it just makes me feel like, oh shit, then is the prices just going to keep going up and up and up and up? Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I mean, actually, what you are saying exactly encapsulates a lot of the thought about uh, the baby bonus as well. Uh. Yeah. A lot of these grants that are being given are one-off, you know, some very upfront sums and all. But if you really look on the ground, the situation with like the cost of, uh, you know, say for the cost of uh, playgroup and preschool for for kids, it's getting insanely high. Like we're talking about like hundreds of dollars increase per year on year, you know, mm. per month. Yeah. So what is, you know, an additional $3,000 is, is good, but what, what about all the other costs that are rising, like medical costs and, and, and you know, childcare costs and all that, lah. So that's so, that's a very big worry that, that I think parents have lah. So maybe to a non-parent, can you give like an intro to baby grants uh, that I yeah. only know uh, very little about. Uh, so I think right now the your first child when you're a, a new new parents, a first child you get eight thousand uh, dollars of a uh, cash disbursement lah, your baby mm. grant. Uh, now it's going to be increased to eleven thousand for babies uh, that are, I think, born from... Uh, actually, I'm not sure, but it's going to be increased to 11,000 for for babies, I think, born from 14th, from yesterday. 14th February. Yeah, correct, correct. Uh, and I think also they're extending, they're back extending this to October or something to... Because to be fair, there were some there were some grants that were given during COVID as well to, to babies, additional $3,000 top-ups. Uh, so so they're just trying to cover everyone to make sure everyone who has given birth in the past uh, in the past since first October twenty twenty till now are also mm. covered uh, at least with some additional top ups lah. So that's the mm. uh, the big when they when people say oh this enhanced baby bonus that's the main thing lah at three extra three thousand dollars per baby. Uh, and then there's other things where where there's a child development account that. Uh, they also put money in, but this child development account can only be used for your your child's education or medical bills. So they are increasing, I think, increasing the amount by $2,000 for every child. So just mm. for your first child, I think it used to be $3,000. Now they give you $5,000 uh, in, into that child development account. Uh. This is the and first they also step in, grant. Uh, yeah, the, the first step first grant. Step. And they also increase, I think it's a co-matching uh, account where Whatever, I think for the first uh, $3,000 you put in, they also match dollar for dollar and put in $3,000. But uh, now it's increased to $4,000. So you put in $4,000, they will match it for another $4,000 with you. Lah. Um, so that that was that, those, that was the baby bonus and uh, the child development account, uh, the amounts that were increased. I think other things are like, uh, they're trying to, in my estimation, trying to, give more tax relief to lower income mothers, working moms as well. So I think, uh, I'm, I can't remember what the exact term was, working, um, it's the working mother's child relief, mm, which aims to encourage women to stay in the workforce after having children. If what it used to be was a percentage of the mother's earned income, uh, but now it will be changed to a fixed dollar amount. Uh, that means it will be changed to I think uh, they mentioned um, eight thousand dollars. Eight thousand, uh, yeah, eight thousand. A cap of eight thousand, not a cap. So it will be a fixed amount, eight thousand uh, dollars. Whereas last time it used to be a percentage of income. So there's a bit of chatter online that this this policy, this change in policy, benefits the lower to middle income, lower to yeah. median uh, per capita incomes. But everyone else above actually, uh, it's kind of there's a cap lah, basically on yeah, how much yeah. you can claim from this lah. 
Because previously, um, the 15%, I mean, there was no cap, is it? So if you earn a million no cap, a year yeah. as a CEO, yeah. you get 150,000. Yeah. Tax relief, like, yeah. yeah. Tax relief, like, yeah, tax relief. Yeah. yeah. yeah 150,000 right. tax relief. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, uh, that's why uh, it, it's quite, um, it's quite interesting, like, some of these measures and all. Uh, and, and I think the, the, the important part that, that goes along with this is that they, they have doubled paternal uh paternal paternity leave mm-hmm. so i think it was it's always been two weeks compulsory for dads and two weeks voluntary depending on the company but now they're gonna i think they're gonna make it mandatory four weeks paternity leave to be covered lah. yeah so oh, i thought it is still two weeks on a voluntary basis but they yeah, are moving towards making it plus two weeks plus two weeks voluntary basis oh two weeks compulsory two weeks voluntary Previously? Yeah, now the idea is to make it four weeks compulsory. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, I think uh, he he said he said it outright himself in the budget speech that uh, they try to encourage dads uh, who want to be more hands on to really have the time to do it lah. And uh, so yeah, I mean, there's a whole slew of of these measures that have been announced to help uh, parents and and young new 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 families like basically with a lot more financial support. Uh. Mm. Uh, so how, how does that, how does that make you feel? Like, you know, yeah, cause I said, this is really speaking to your demographic life. Like for me, I already got, got, uh, had two kids and, and all that already. And sort of whatever grants that were back then, I already enjoyed them already. But, but now it's a very different time. You know, now there's yeah. inflation, the cost of living is much higher and everything. How do you feel about hearing all this? Does this encourage you to let's make babies? I think Terrence, later our meeting, I'll just cancel it. I'm just going to go make a baby. <laughs> <laughs> make a baby. No, okay, so, so, I mean, as you were talking, I did have certain questions. Like, when they say mm, first child, mm. if you have twins, then how? Then, I, oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I think it's counted as first and second. Yeah. Depending on, I mean, the twins don't come out at the same time, usually. There's always a first and a second. <laughs> You think there's never been twins that have been born at the same time like hugging. Just hugging like pull and pull them together. together. <laughs> it's like a, a, a hundred meter dash kind of race. <laughs> well, so yeah. if you have triplets, you get uh, 11k, 13k, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then boom. Yeah. Essentially, I guess everything that makes is... Sense, all, I guess that makes sense. La. Yeah. All the grants given for the third child are, are higher because, I mean, it's not a, as a reward. It's because you genuinely, you, you will need more support. La. Yeah. yeah, correct, correct. And then, I mean, a lot, a lot of these grants are dispersed over a period of time. Mm, um, mm, yes, previously, yes. was over 18 months and then now it is mm. over six and a half years. 18 months and then $400 every six years or something like that. That means, yeah. let's say your, now your baby bonus is what, 11, uh, has gone from 8,000 to 11,000, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. How, they would, how it used to be done was like the $8,000 would be dispersed over the first 18 months. Now yeah. what they're going to do is to disperse up to $9,000 over that first 18 months and then subsequently $400 every six months until uh, until the, the child, child is six, six and a half. Yeah, six and a half years old. Yeah. yeah. So spreading out the payments a bit. Lah, you know, so um, I guess in a way it's it's helping you manage uh, just so that you don't end up just spending all the money at, one, at once as well, right? Okay. Then the second question, these grants, mm. does it only apply to births that happen in hospital or if like you go to a park or a forest or something, then you have a natural birth, then you can get ground or not. You can. But wherever you I mean, wherever you give birth, eventually you need to register, register. a birth certificate for your child, right? Ah yes, and correct, correct. The birth certificate the birth certificate is what triggers everything for you, lah. It's all automated. Now there's no paper birth certificate already, FYI. 
It's all, all like pass, uh, SingPass, your app and everything. Yeah. So SingPass, so the baby will have a SingPass account. No, you will need to use your SingPass to apply for the birth certificate for oh, your child. Oh, yeah. I see. So there's no paper yeah, yeah, yeah. birth certificate. Eh? No more, no more. Those are relics, man. Those are relics. Yeah. Ah. So that means you still need mm. to have a proof that this baby is yours. Uh, you, yeah, you have to register, I mean, on the spot and everything. Like, yeah. But if you, you, you have to give birth in like your bathtub or something, then how do you verify uh, it's your child? Usually there will, I think there'll be a doctor, a medical professional present who has to, they oh, also so there have has to, to uh, be, like, sign off. That, has to be, has that, to be, yeah, yeah. You can't just give birth like uh, on your own. La. Yeah, strongly advise against that. I mean, even <laughs> even if you wanted, let's say you want to do your whole your whole meditation thing and, and do natural birth in your bathtub at home and all that, <laughs> usually you still need to get a professional to, to be there to help you in case of anything or so la. Probably all yeah. the women listening now who have actually given birth to a child, they're like, look at this fucking idiot. You think like no, giving look, birth yeah, is like doing, yeah. yeah. Look, no, I thought you were going to say idiots. I'm going to say, no, no there's no, only idiot. one idiot. Yeah, yeah, there's only one idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I've had a few friends. Giving birth so uh, easy. Yeah. I've mm. had a few friends who have become fathers who told me that the first thing that they, re- they, they wanted to do after that was to go thank their own mother for having to go through what mm. they now see uh, uh, their own mm. wives go through when, when they were born, yeah. So so yeah. So yeah. so Very I mean true. okay. So going back to your question, I mean I think I don't know. Does it fundamentally change anything? Like this wouldn't be something that makes me go, okay. You know what? Now I want to have a baby. Uh, yeah. I already know. Why not? More money, right? Yeah, more money. But it's 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 not saying I was on the fence, like I want to I want to have, have a, <laughs> build a family with uh, my wife and have kids, which is something that a few years ago I never thought I would say. I never thought I wanted kids. Mm. Um, but now I'm like, yeah, okay. Um. But then it's not say I'm like, mm, do I want? Do I not want? Whoa, Lawrence Wong. Mm. Thanks, man. Okay, now I'm going to have a kid. So I think yeah. it, it it does help a little bit in terms of, okay, la, at least there's a bit more support. But mm. is it, maybe it might be a, just a background thing, like, okay, more support. So, but it's not like a, like a, 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 a big, like, push factor. La. Yeah. yeah, this always reminds yeah. me. It always reminds me of a story that that uh, one of my friends who's running his own, uh, I think, retail business was telling me some time back, like he, he, you know, every year at his company, D&D and everything, um, they make a very big deal of those uh, long service awards that they give out to the employees. Uh, employees who've been there five years, 10 years, 20 years, and they always make it a point to create this very... Uh, very unique watch, right? You know, uh, hmm. that has the company logo and everything on the back and all. So, and, and, and I mean, at the end of the day, um, is the watch a Rolex or what? No, it's not. It's it's not that expensive. It's relatively cheap. It's like, rather than giving people, a, you know, a, a, you know, a cash bonus, they they much rather give this watch as a recognition of their long-term service. La. So, you know, I was like, I was telling him like, why why go through all this trouble to to do this? Like, why don't you just like give people more money to, to to congratulate them or thank them for their long service? And then he just told me like, dude, you like you're talking exactly like how a person trained in finance thinks. Uh. you you know you think that just giving money like incentivizes people or straight away to to you know want to work harder to do better for you. But no man, like that fucking watch is like they they work so many years for it and, and to them, it's a kind of currency that you can never buy, like, you know, that what it means to them, what it means to their stature in the company and all that. So you, they'd much, 
much 10 times over much rather get that, that I don't know $200 watch compared to getting like a $1,000 cash bonus or what like, because of the status supposed status it confers to them like, right so it's mm. all these intangible things that that you know uh, admittedly back then you know being trained in finance that's how I, I would think like oh people just respond better when you give them money that's how they mm. incentivize to do things give them more money and it's such a you know it's such it's quite a naive way of thinking about things like, right People aren't mm-hmm. incentivized necessarily just by a dollar value given to them because to them there's other things that 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 uh that signify their meaning and their and their worth to the world as a person. So mm-hmm. all that said, yeah, just going back to this, I realize uh it's it's is money really gonna move the needle in terms of getting people to want to have kids? No, I, I and I realize like what we were saying earlier. I think a lot of the, the the real problems about thinking about starting a family, the the we have not found solutions to them, which is, which are things like getting a, a house, getting your own space to to start mm. a family, getting your BTO, uh, you know, t- in a timely fashion, not waiting like five years for it, and also um, you know, the the amount of time that you have, lah, whether it's pater- paternity leave or or even for mothers, even like uh childcare leave and things like that, lah. I think those things are what really make people um, a bit hesitant to have children, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if those things aren't solved, like just throwing more money at it won't necessarily solve it. So throwing money is, I think, is a is the easiest solution because it's, yeah. it's it's like you can calculate it with a calculator, right? But all those other things like convincing employers about the importance of of uh, supporting your, you know, um, workers who are parents or so. Or and and also thinking about that BTO issue, those are hard. Those are hard problems to solve, lah. Right. Mm. But then, so I mean, yeah. before I I, I uh, address that, I just wanted to say that I don't think it's a finance being trained in finance that made you think that way. Because I was just thinking, if at my wedding you mm. give me a watch mm. with our faces on it, telling me how long we've been friends, uh, I'll ask you to fuck off, lah, dude. <laughs> It's the meaning, man. It's the meaning. No, 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 no. If you give that to me, I'll just look at it. I'm like, okay, you're not having dinner at 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 this restaurant. You just fuck off. Uh, your wife mm. can stay, but you just fuck off. Um, so I don't think mm. it's being trained in finance, lah. I think maybe mm. the the situation, lah. But I will also say mm. that I think what you said is true. Like, um, like if you ask me what I feel like when I think of having kids, I'm like, holy shit. Um, yeah. And, and I'm guessing everyone feels this. From expenses, from like, I mean, we also are running our own business. Um, uh, like, like work takes up a lot of uh, our time and my wife's time, and yeah. and yeah, it just feels. Then we also just got uh our own place, but then mm. so many things. Then my mom is uh also getting older, and just feels like oh, like a uh, this. Uh, but at the same time, at the same time, the fact that the grant mm. did get increased, it's still a good thing, you know. So that's why I'm I'm a little like. Am I just complaining? Like, is there any amount of grant that would be good enough? It's still an increase, mm. so that's that's better than nothing, right? Isn't that better than nothing, Darren? Um, yeah, but it's a bit like it's a bit like okay, we're going to raise GST, but we yes, give you GST yeah. voucher, lah. Uh, so does that make the GST raise? Does it make it easier for you? And and I think like just from reading, I mean, yeah, like, it it doesn't. It's like okay, you can see. The the hardship in 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 the long term, but in the mm. short term is like a little candy la, a little candy, which makes it a exactly, bit better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then but then the, the I think that's the feeling that a lot of people are having now, based on what I see online and based on what I talk to. There's this feeling that okay, 
wow, it's it's not ideal, but it's better mm. than nothing. And then you mm. look at the news around the world with all the other countries and all the stuff going on in other countries, and you're thinking like, uh, is this just like the baseline of of going forward? Like it's going, it's just going to get ex- more and more expensive nonstop, yeah. and it's something we have to just accept. Yeah. No, no, don't get me accept. wrong, like, I think. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I'm happy for people who who really. I mean, money always helps, like, right? Money does yeah, help yeah. defray costs and and all that. Like, money helps, and and yeah, we, everyone knows the child taking care of a child is getting expensive, like, But you be. I think one of the things that really shocked me as a dad, like, right, was uh, as a new dad in the last couple of years, was the disproportionate amount of space required to raise a child, like. You think that a baby is small, right? A baby is so tiny, you hold him in your arms and all, but wow, the, when you realize like how many, that how many things that you need to raise a baby, you know, whether it's their, their own cot or their, their, their books and their toys and everything, um, and all their stuff, like their, their, even their, their milk bottles, all that, then you realize how much space you really need to, to just, create an environment that is uh, conducive for child rearing. Uh, then, you, then you understand why so many people are hesitant about having, you know, having more kids uh, because space is a real premium in Singapore, uh, right? Mm. And, and when you don't have the space and then even, yeah, not even as a baby, but when your child gets older, uh, yeah, good luck telling your child, let's stay at home because my our house is so nicely, nicely made up. You know, the four walls, I spent so much time interior designing the place and all that. Good luck telling your child, Stay at home and just let's just chill out at home and listen to music or what, right? Ninety percent of the time, the child's screaming to go outside, and then you have to rack your brains. Okay, where can I bring him on a rainy day and things like that? So, all these all these kind of things are are not solved by having additional three thousand dollars in your in your bank account, like you know. And and mm. it's it's a it's a that's where you know um some of the I think there are obviously there there are solutions that probably would uh, bring us to a, a more ideal state in terms of getting more employers to to play ball in terms of uh, maternity leave and all that. But those are difficult to implement. Uh. Those are difficult to implement and, and unpleasant for for business owners, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, whether it's like more maternity leave or more uh, childcare <laughs> leave and things like that. So those are difficult. And that's where, uh, yeah, I don't, I, it, in a sense, we don't see those measures being taken. Uh. We see that the, the, the easiest route is to just give more money, uh. Yeah, and I mean, um, like, apparently Lawrence Wong also said that he hopes Singaporeans understand it's not sustainable to rely heavily on government support year after year. Um, mm. And, you know, you, what you said, like, the, the currently the mantra feels like it's the easiest thing is to just give money, which, I mean, mm. not going to deny that. It does help. It does help a little bit. But it's also not, it doesn't feel like it's the most sustainable. I think since COVID... Mm. We've, we've, we're almost kind of trained on being like uh, expecting something to come our way because so far yeah. the past years there's been a lot right CDC yeah. vouchers the grants so if the day comes when okay those dry up right wow, then mm. that would be like holy shit like a, and I think we got to brace ourselves for that day coming lah because this does increase feel GST like, again no? increase GST one more time <laughs> <laughs> increase GST yeah wow. yeah um yeah, man, and I mean, I think you know when you were saying like the the disproportionate amount of space that you need uh, to bring up a child. In I mean, in my mind, I was like, eh, but uh, you know, previous generations like I grew up in in a small space, and and but and and I 
think what also doesn't help is back mm. then, like at least before social media, before access to information, I didn't know that other kids had a lot of bigger spaces, like you know. I'm mm. like, okay, mm. and and you can't deny that it's it's. I can imagine it tough, lah. Like telling your kid, "Hey, I grew up with a much smaller place, so you shut up." Mm. Uh, mm, right, mm. because the nature is there's there is a lot more access to see how other people grow up lah, uh, mm, and mm. that I can imagine being very tricky for parents lah, for new parents. Yeah, um, but but some right. of these things are out of our control lah, right? Like like yeah, the fact that streets are much more crowded now compared mm. to back then. Like you know, I I don't know if you remember <clears throat> those days as a student, if you walked down Orchard Road. Um, you know, it's it's still manageable. Now it's like, you know, especially now post COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Back to that crazy like uh you'll bump into someone if you just just if you're not watching carefully, like, right? Um mm. so yeah, I mean it, it's and and just having spaces to hang out and for kids to run around and play or that, you know, for example, like like you bring your kid <clears throat> to a playground, uh, a lot of times it's it's super crowded. I mean we have a lot of playgrounds, uh, don't get me wrong. Singapore we do have a lot of play areas or that. But a lot of times they are also crowded, lah. You know, because uh, that's where all parents are all rushing towards on weekends and all to keep their kids entertained. Uh, if they're not crowded, then they are there. There are paywalls behind them, lah. Like if you go to uh, Jewel at Changi, you want to walk that top floor with that, you know, those the nice right, plants yeah. and everything. You got to pay money, you know, pay, pay for you, pay for yourself, pay for your child, everything, lah. So it's it's Singapore is one of those things where. Uh, yeah, like if you've got money, if you've got a lot of money, it's uh, yeah, it's, everything's accessible to you. Lah. But if you don't want to spend the money, then then you you got to be really, really creative about about where you go and your, how you spend your time. Lah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But anyway, yeah, but that's the... Yeah. Uh, I think we're not... Maybe there's not so much of a yala but-ish kind of thing here, but we're kind of just, just like... Wrapping our heads. Uh. Yeah, trying to, you know, get, get, let this sink in, but at the same time, just... Just, just relaying some of the things that we're hearing and and reading about as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, yeah, yeah. like, I think I think a lot of people are going to be talking about it for the next few days. A good friend of mine mm. who listens to this podcast quite a lot, she also messaged me about the the tax relief for working moms, lah. Mm, um, and yeah, yeah. Like, the same thing, lah. That it almost not say disincentivizes, but it mm-hmm. impacts the higher income earn, uh, earning women, lah. Yeah, um, and the interesting then, thing that is that yeah, yeah. Like the the fixed amount that they, they that they have decided on really is around it hits uh, it's fifteen percent of what our median income per capita is uh. so it, it really is not a it's not a, it's not an arbitrary yeah. number that they picked out of nowhere so it tells you really that they've looked at the numbers and that they decided that they are going to you know basically give more support to lower and middle income uh working mums. Yeah. Whereas the high income working mums uh they're gonna cap it as that lah. Yeah. yeah. Which to me, I mean just off the top of my head, be it mums or dads, I think it makes mm. sense. Um uh it's almost like income tax lah, you know, like um there's a progressive income tax for a reason, right? You tax the the higher earners and mm. I saw someone else post online saying, Oh my friend just texted me that he's gonna pay two hundred thousand dollars more for his Ferrari. Then I'm like <laughs> Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> yeah. No, but then, so, but, but, I, I get what you're saying. Oh, sorry, yeah. can you finish your thought there before I yeah. interrupt you again? Yeah. Yeah. No, so, so I mean, that's why I say it. my first impression is that, oh, but that makes sense. But I can imagine how that is also like g- gonna be tricky for, 
for people who are already having to balance careers and being a mom line like, i think that applies specific to to like moms like, like uh for for mm. dads is a very different thing so that's why i'm like oh that one is i don't even know how to wrap my head around that uh because it mm. could go both ways like no policy will ever make everyone happy right correct but you know how you word policy and how you implement it does uh, give you a very clear signal of what the priorities are, like, right? Mm, um, mm. Like, do they, I mean, you, you you say that, you know, I think you made a comparison that, oh, if you, are, you earn more than you pay more income tax, like, right? Yeah. But the truth is, whether you are a lower income mother or you are a higher income mother, you are still both having to take care of one child. Like, and that's a momentous, it's a real moment. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of sacrifice for the mother to do that, like, right? Literal yeah. physical toll on your body to give birth and everything as well, right? So why is it that um, you are sort of being penalized for you know for 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 being a you know a good example of what a working mother can be, like, Right? You know, making uh, not only just taking care of a child but also earning more money, earning money to take care of the household, like, Right? Mm. So why is it that you are being uh, you're not being encouraged to do that? You're being in fact in some ways you're being penalized for that right now, like, Right? Uh, mm. compared to, to what it was before like, where it's, I mean it's just a straight percentage of what you earn and then then you get the tax relief because they understand they acknowledge that oh you are a successful working mother but you're also a, you also are the mother of a child now, you know whereas yeah. now it's like okay uh, you seem to be doing well in life that, doesn't, that means you don't need as much support for your child already like, no which, but then the you know, same the same is for housing grants. What right? it's never a percentage mm. base. What right? regardless of how much you earn, there are specific mm. tiers that enable mm. you to get a grant, and these are for first-time owners as well. So, to me, it's mm. more. It sounds again. It is just, uh, just reading and uh, seeing and just initial thoughts. It feels like oh, uh, I was actually surprised that it was a percentage of income for tax relief, lah, uh, as opposed mm. to no, so uh, I, a fixed amount. Yeah, I I think it's good that the lower income. Uh, working mothers get a yeah. higher fixed amount, like, right? But uh, the 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 other side of it is like, why is it that that they why don't they just make it such as either fifteen percent uh, is the higher of either fifteen percent mm. of your income or eight thousand dollars? You know what I mean? Eight thousand So it's saying that yeah, yeah, it's saying that if you make more than that than that the median income, then you still you also get correspondingly higher tax relief, like, right? But mm. if you are lower income, you will still get you will get a base la. Whereas like yeah, la, it's one of these things where they when he announced the policy, I'm like, mm, is that that sounds in theory like you know it's two steps forward, one step back, or even one step back, two steps, uh, one step forward, two steps back kind of thing. Um, so I don't know. It, it's it's to me like uh, we really should be encouraging mothers to continue to be part of the economy and and to. To contribute and to 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 really ascend through the ranks if they can, uh, right? Yeah, but will, yeah. this might make a working mother think about, oh, you know, I already hit the ceiling and there's less grants for me if I work if I take up this promotion or take up more responsibility. So why do I want to do that? Why don't I just stay in whatever role I have or just you know or even just quit and just take care of my kids, uh, if anything? Yeah, yeah like, on I mean on that note, I I agree, like, and and that's what my friend also pointed out because I'm sure. If she if she listens to this, she'll be like, Harish, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But I mean, I think mm. like, you know, like how uh, these sort of li- little things do matter. Like as much as the cash mm. grant from 8 to 11, to me, it's like, oh, it helps. But maybe in its entirety, coupled with other things, subconsciously or consciously, it might make me feel a bit more at ease of having children. And I can imagine for mm. careers, 
if you yeah. have these kind of things um, reduced or taken away, it might impact a working woman's decision to have children. La. So that mm. that I totally accept. And already, uh, well, I, I know just from talking to friends, if you're a working woman, um, you want to have kids, you do have to sacrifice part of your career, la, unfortunately. I, I mean, it seems like something will take a hit, la, you know. Mm. So if this is another thing that, that it's like, well, it makes it a bit harder. It will contribute in some way, lah. Yeah. To to yeah. either making it harder to have kids or making it harder for for working moms to maintain achieve uh, their achievements in their career. So, so yeah. So this one I can imagine. Wow, like a, uh, I mean, so many things to debate. Uh, I think I think, but at overall, there are pockets of people who probably for them it really was a Valentine's Day gift, lah. I can imagine yeah. people who are going to be having kids in the next few months, they find out, hey, you know, I'm going to be getting more money. You mm. know? Or like, and, before uh, the podcast, think, we were talking about something yeah. else also. <laughs> like but I think last agents, night, uh, uh, a lot uh, of uh, Valentine's Day dates were disrupted, uh, especially if you're dating a property agent. Because <laughs> yeah. my guess is the ultra-rich in Singapore is they went on a flurry to purchase their, flat, their, their new... Um, condos or whatever before the additional 1% uh, ABSD kicked in. Uh, yeah. So yeah, kind which of, for, uh, uh, yeah. Which for a house of a few million is a significant amount, right? Mm. So the property, but, the property yeah. agents today are like, whoop, whoop, whoop. Last night, it was, uh, as, uh, as Conor McGregor says, red panty night for them, right? Essentially. Red panty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, okay, night. let's cut this Valentine's Day day. I need to go and close this deal right now. Yeah, then you yeah. run off and then if the, close yeah, a the $6 million other... deal and everything. Yeah. yeah, if their partner says, oh, but um, it's Valentine's Day, uh, guy or girl, you know, I wasn't weird. you want 60000 <laughs> No, you want, no, not 60000 like a commission. Like, it'll, be a, it'll be a significant amount. Like You sell a property over a million. Yeah, yeah, commission. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, we'll see. Yeah. We might... Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we might go deeper uh, into the budget in, in the next few mm-hmm. days, so stay tuned. Yeah, if you want to yeah. find out whether we're going to be doing it or not, just follow us on our social media because we'll announce it there. Yeah, sure. Cool, yes. cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, okay. But yeah. Something also government. Yeah. Go, go on. Go on, Segway well, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this one is, I, I think it's uh, from last yesterday, we heard Lawrence Wong talking about how how the government is going to help uh, everyone, and now we learn about how uh, how how uh, what am I going, what was I going to say? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot you already. <laughs> how an AI chatbot is going to help the government uh, give its talks, something like that, like, along those lines. <laughs> feels like feels like you we, we needed to help right us there. with our that, segues also. Uh. Yeah, I need I need the chat GPT to help us with seg- segues. I'm getting so bad at them now. Uh, yeah, but yes, that was the topic. Was well, can you can you just more succinctly open up one of your tabs and let people know what what it was about? <laughs> uh, okay, so basically there was an announcement that um, civil servants in Singapore will soon be able to tap the power of official intelligence through the viral uh, AI tool uh, called ChatGPT. So mm-hmm. it'll be used to conduct research, draft reports, and speeches. So mm. so basically, what happened was there was a hackathon um, from the Open Government's Products uh, uh, Arm, OGP, that mm. has been like kind of integrating the research into Microsoft Word. Um, and they, they are going to start rolling it out. Lah. 
starting with the Smart Nation and Digital Government Office. All these acronyms are there's the OGP, the SNDGO. Mm-hmm. Um, but but basically, yeah, they are going to be integrating it into the the software of um, civil servants, lah. And mm-hmm. there was a demo. There was an early version of the program that's been done. And yeah, so basically, the next few speeches uh, of the I don't know, even the budget, maybe the research, mm. um, it, it will all be could be done by G- GPT la. So, mm. so 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 I just thought you know when you were struggling with the segue, I actually typed into Chat GPT, write a segue mm. from talking about national budget to the civil service using Chat GPT to write speeches, and it turned out mm. something. Well, <laughs> so, okay, let's let's do it. Read it out. It's quite long. Um, so let me just put write a hundred word segue. Uh, so okay. In the meantime, I will just give a uh, a primer into Chat GPT for people who might not be mm. aware, la, Because there's still there's still people I meet who are, are not aware. So Chat GPT is an AI is a conversational chatbot developed by OpenAI, which was a company started mm. a few years ago by a bunch of super established founders. Like I think the two most prominent are Elon Musk and Sam Altman. So Sam Altman is a super young prodigy of an entrepreneur who was the president of Y Combinator and like very well known in the startup world even though he's like only early 30s so they got Mm. a few billion dollars in funding they basically got the smartest researchers in the world and they have now released this bot which you can sign up for free it's called ChatGPT and it's Mm. a conversational bot which basically just means that you can type in anything you want uh, within parameters like I think you can't ask it to write about sex or porn or violence but it will churn out a response. And the examples you see online are fucking mind-blowing. Um, so mm. like I, like the 100-word segue that I just typed in, and in three seconds, it churned it out. The national budget is a critical tool for achieving our government's goals, but it's the hard work and dedication of the civil service that turns those plans into reality. That's where technology can help, and natural language processing tools like ChatGPT are at the forefront. With the ability to quickly and effectively craft speeches, we can better communicate the budget's priorities to the public and our partners. In turn, this creates greater accountability, transparency, and ultimately mm. leads to better outcomes for our citizens. So while the budget may be the starting point, it's the civil service and the power of tech that can bring it to life. And it did that mm. in like two or three seconds. And mm. all I said mm. was write a hundred word segue from talking about national budget to the civil service using chat GPT to write speeches. So, uh, mm. I mean, okay, mm. that's, that's the context of the tool. But when you saw this article, right, you have also played around with ChatGPT, right? Yes. Um, what What were your thoughts when you saw that, hey, wow, the government might be using it? Huh? Um, yeah, I think the government has, uh, at least the civil service has come a long way. Like, remember all the jokes that we used to have about, oh, that civil service, you cannot access the internet on your computer <laughs> and things like that. Because <laughs> there literally was a th- I don't know whether it's still the case, <laughs> la, but there was a time when they were literally limited internet access on government laptops for, for security reasons, la, right? Yeah, And correct, uh, correct, I think correct. we became, yeah, that became the butt of jokes. La. But now it's like, um, as the world, as institutions, educational institutions what, grapple with how they can use, how they will allow AI to to you know, uh, be used by students or or teachers and things like that. Uh, yeah, look at our gov- uh, look at our civil service. They're saying yes, we are going to use them to do exactly the things that we you know we we used to be paid. Uh, we, we used to be paid a lot of money to do, which was write speeches, come up with policy, and, and things like that. Uh, 
So yeah, it's, we've come. They, they've come a long way in, in changing the way they think, like, right? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. So, but did it did it strike fear in your hearts or not? Fear in in what way? I don't know. Like already, you know, whenever we kind of talk about politics or speeches, it's like, hey, you know, how can mm. they say this? How can they say that? Well, what if like in future they're like, um, uh, sorry, it was you know like when Denise Poir said. Uh, it'll just take one to two years for someone to pay off 140k debt. She just mm. says, "Oh, but I mean, Chat GPT wrote it, lah. You know, based on yeah. all the research that it does, we don't know how it works, but it, it wrote it, lah. Does would that make you feel different, or not? Uh, no, lah. Then, then that's why you, I think there's still there's still a little bit of a gap in terms of like, uh, you know, really writing a factual speech and you know something that. Something that 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 is more generic versus you know really injecting your personality into into something I think mm. there's still a bit of ways to go, and and that's the that's the 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 beauty of it Right, that that maybe it's a bit like Google using Google Maps when you drive. Uh, yes, you you will might not be able to remember the directions as well, you know, as as you know how the old school drivers used to just re- check uh check the maps and then they just drive everywhere based on memory, right? But yeah. you also sort of free up your mind to to focus on driving while you're drive while you're driving, lah, right? And hopefully makes you a safer driver that way as well, lah, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. so it didn't leave you. You just read it. You're like, okay, lor. Mm, okay, nothing. No, I I I nothing. I mean, I I think the the fear of of uh, AI and and chatbot and chat GPT and all that might I feel like it's a little bit uh overstated at this point. Mm. You know, like people fearing that that enti- the entire industries or jobs will be removed because I think it can help to to really weed out like the very generic, boring kind of kind of writing and speeches. But you know, people really focus on how they can inject their own voice and personality to things a lot more. Lah. Yeah, I mean, it is just a tool. And to be honest, I'm also not the the most scared of it. Um, mm. but I'm almost overwhelmed by the possibility of it, lah. Because holy shit, man! You go on Twitter, you go on LinkedIn, like everyone is like, "Here are the eight best to AI tools to to supercharge your productivity and all that." And every post is like new tools, and I'm like, "Oh my god, mm. slow down, man!" I mean, some of it are really very interesting, like, and I encourage anyone who hasn't kind of dabbled with ChatGPT just go and try it, um, because mm. I have met people who even in their jobs of like communications or something. It just cuts down the amount of time to get to a starting point, like, Because when you're trying to write something, sometimes you don't even know where to start. So yeah, this yeah. chat GPT, it's it's just like a, a a a chat window, and you just ask questions. It's almost like talking to someone. So that on that aspect is a bit freaky. But I mean, if the government is integrating it, yeah, I think if it helps them do better research, it, if it cuts down the time spent to get to a first draft and gives them like more time to verify stuff. Um, gives more time mm. to Denise Poir and her team to verify that uh, yeah 140k annual salary is not the norm uh, yeah. then all power to, to them man all power to them yeah 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 exactly so yeah to me it's like uh, you know they, they they always talk about uh, like with, with with smartphones is that the end of photography is the end of cameras and all that no I, mean, I think it just changes the you know how people think about about uh photography for example right and and think about how to make the images stand out more and you yeah you just see less generic shit floating around uh, and people think about much more intentionally about what you know 
how to compose a photo rather than, than worrying about the stuff that, that is uh, maybe a bit more technical and not as not as fun. Uh. Yeah, so that's exactly. why I, I, I that's what I think about for writing as well. There's a lot of uh writing that we do day to day that's not fun, you know, emails, uh copy, uh things like that. Then there's also then there's a more fun kind of writing, you know, whether it's your creative writing or even just journaling or whatever. If if you can focus on doing that more, I think it's it's better for for you rather than rather than having to learn how to write some generic marketing marketing copy for work that that you know can be reproduced a million times over by a robot. Like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you know, yeah. just I mean, for people who haven't dabbled and are wondering, oh, what are the limits of ChatGPT? While you were typing that, right? I just mm. while you were saying that, I just mm. said. Tell me a joke about a Chinese and Indian podcaster who are worried about artificial intelligence. Mm, mm, mm. And here's the joke. Then, yes. <laughs> a Chinese podcaster and an Indian podcaster were discussing their concerns about artificial intelligence. The Chinese podcaster said, I'm worried that AI will surpass human intelligence and take over the world. The Indian podcaster replied, There's nothing. I'm worried that AI will surpass customer service and take over our call centers. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah. that's like uh, borderline yeah, like, uh, racist right yeah so there was a footnote also it's a lighthearted take on the common worry that AI will replace human workers with a cultural twist I hope it made you smile so one thing to maybe think about is that this <laughs> chat GPT is still built by an American company so maybe this mm. is an example of like yo the stereotypes uh, uh, yeah I don't know like if an Indian person told me that joke I'd be like okay sure if yeah. a Chinese person told me that, I'd be like, eh, hey, fuck you lah, okay? But if it's artificial yeah. intelligence, it's not light-hearted how? at all, man. It's, yeah, it's not light-hearted at all. I don't think any, yeah, you don't just walk up to Indian people and like, make That's some right. call center joke and this, it's not light-hearted at all, right? Yo, what the oh, hell, ChatGPT? This GPT. is a moment. Yeah. Cancel, cancel <laughs> ChatGPT. You heard it here first. What the hell? <laughs> no, because this, this actually might be a thing, you know, because like, I'm, I, mm. I, there's one video that I, I bookmarked, I haven't watched. It just talks about a very simple way of explaining how ChatGPT works. But it is about mm. just feeding it a lot of existing info and just crunching it and, mm. and noticing patterns and of course, powered by a lot of genius people. Uh. But you know yeah. how like, if most of the content, the English-speaking content comes from the West, there might be an issue mm. of these sort of stereotypes when it uh, about stuff in the East. La. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my Maybe God. It's more, than just a, it's more than just an echo chamber. La. It's an echo amplifier, if anything. La, right? yeah, and there's no one it, you can blame. Hears, yeah. yeah, it hears whatever, takes whatever's in the echo chamber and it amplifies it to the rest of the world. Yeah. Which is like quite scary. La, yeah. that, and, that, in that respect... Just hearing this, like then I'm like, okay, then uh, me or uh, maybe maybe uh, civil servants should avoid avoid asking ChatGPT to help you write Dumb jokes. jokes. You will get in trouble with a joke like that, lah. Yeah. What the fuck? You will get in trouble. Can you imagine yeah. if in Parliament they say something like, "Oh, it's a light-hearted take on the common worry that you know BTO prices yeah. will increase." Like, if Terence, if you say this, I'll be like, "Yo, Terence, <laughs> let's have a conversation, lah." Okay, and blah yeah. blah 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 blah. But this one, who exactly, am I gonna? Exactly. Who am I going to tell? Am I going to tell uh, ChatGPT, yo, that was a slightly, uh, mm. a little too casually ra- racist. Mm. Man, I want to take mean, a screenshot of this. I want to post it on Reddit so yeah. y'all can see that it is legit. Yeah. Oh my Did, God. Wasn't that some time ago when the when all those, I think the computational photography was in, in infancy stage. Mm. And you know, when you take a photo of your iPhone, then they would tag. It would uh, scan the faces and then and then help to sort the faces and tag them yeah, yeah, accordingly, yeah. La, right? And correct, then I right, think right. what happened was that someone took a photo of, a, I think, a gorilla, right? 
Yeah. And then somehow it got tagged as one of his uh, black friends photos or so. Oh, it happened shit. to be tagged as the, the person's oh, black friend's fuck. photos. Yeah. So, <laughs> fuck. Oh my God. I mean, yeah. It's it's kind of like those are the really early stages of uh you know AI in in, in photography and oh all. Oh my but god! It tells you that I mean maybe you you do need time to train it and and make sure that it avoids errors like this, which can be very offensive to people. Right? Oh my god! This is going yeah. to be the so, so next. This to me. This is going to be the next tsunami of government comms fuckups. No, they're <laughs> going to they're going to think because ChatGPT churns it out. It's backed by all mm. the research and data it has crunched in the past. And if, yeah. if the AI says it's a light-hearted take, is it really a yeah. light-hearted take with a cultural really, twist? Yeah. With a cultural especially, twist. Especially you think about man. it, like the context of Chinese and Indians in Singapore, with Chinese as the majority race and everything like that. Uh, that uh, ChatGPT didn't take that into account at all, right? The fact that, that you're, you're a Singaporean asking this joke, right? Yeah. So so it sounds it sounds like it's I thought they I thought the, it would make fun of both the Chinese yeah, and right. the, the Indian ethnicity, but no, it only it seems to only want to make fun of the Indian one, right? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Hey Terrence, you try That's on your chat GPT also. La. Maybe 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 it'll come out different. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and then you put an Indian and a Chinese podcastor who are worried about yeah, artificial yeah, yeah. intelligence. Wow. Yeah. That was interesting. Funny. So so uh Singapore government, please yeah. Please don't just outsource all the writing to AI, okay? Please, please don't. Don't, don't do so, don't do so. Oh, please, man. Yeah, get, man. get someone, get a... Uh, you know, some countries have direct, like, I think Minister of AIs and all that coming mm, up. Mm. Like, yeah. those are new posts being created. So, there might be something we need to look at rather than have our 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 politicians join big tech companies as the directors of public policies and all that. Mm, right? mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my God, my God. Much more useful. Oh, that was quite eye-opening. Yeah. Uh, quite uh, eye-opening. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, Back to, uh, you uh, know, our regular programming, which is the one short comment. Yeah, what is your the one short comment. comment. Uh, my one short comment is a message that a good friend sent uh, and an ardent listener of Yalabad sent. So, because it was a private uh, uh, WhatsApp message, I won't disclose the name, but it mm. was in response to uh, the last podcast where we talked about mm. LKY's uh, 100th birth anniversary podcast, episode 364. Mm, mm, mm. So, I think yep. what I was asking is like, hey, but why is this brought up in parliament? Uh, uh, it's a, mm. it's a weird thing to table, uh. And that friend basically pointed out that uh, it was actually the Tan Siling responding to a question, and like when I mm. just Google, I'm like, oh shit, he was. So he was responding to a question from Mister Sito E Pin uh, from Potong Pasir, who asked mm-hmm. if the government was planning to observe the anniversary of Mister Lee's birth on September 16, 1923, and mark his contributions to the mm. nation, lah. Uh. Uh, so so yeah, I stand corrected, uh, and shout out to the friend who messaged me. Uh, but yeah, so basically, the truth is that MPs can ask ministers about anything that they think is in the public interest. Um, mm. so I think there are, there are some rules in place also where if you ask a question, you have to respond, and depending on how you respond, people may 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 see it differently. But yeah, that was a clarification. So cheers to that. Mm. Yeah. Cool. And what about you? Um, I think uh, what your comment was from the on Reddit from our last podcast where uh, Clarence C88 uh, commented, I'm very curious why Terrence thinks we are shifting the burden from the seniors to the digital natives. He's talking about in reference to what we said about uh, 
about how a cashless society is uh, or a digital society, smart nations, is harder for seniors, you know, mm, uh, mm. old people who aren't used to it. And I think I mentioned that uh, about the shifting of burden to digital natives being that a lot of older people will look towards their their kids, uh, right, to help mm. them deal with the services. Uh. And Clarence C.A.D. goes on to say, it's easy to shit on the usability of government services because we are so used to things being seamless. But I would disagree because you'd rather help your seniors online they end up taking leave to go down to the government agency or banks in person to help get some easy transactions done. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I appreciate the the differing opinion, right? Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's it's you can see that there's some some people who think very very clearly that they much rather uh, you know have to deal with even if it's dealing with like uh, customer service or they much rather deal with customer service over the phone or, or over email or whatever. Yeah. Than having to actually go down to an agency uh, in person, right? Mm, mm, mm. So yeah, you know, I I think that's a it's a it's a it's a real point of view, uh, and it's something also yeah to some extent it's true. Uh, it's still easier to do it you know over the phone or what than have to go down in person. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think true. But I think my my big point was just more about the uh, especially at the initial stages. Uh, we need to just make it reduce the friction basically for people of whatever education level whatever demographic reduce the friction for them to transition from from um you know from offline to online mm. and i think that's where stuff isn't not enough is being done i'm not saying that the digital apps all suck right because i think we've also given credit where credit is due like there are some uh, government service and digital apps that are much seem much more seamless but there still are quite a handful that are not uh, not easy to use even for a digital native right mm, mm, uh, so I'm saying that more should be spent on the transition of training and, and educating seniors towards using these apps rather than always being oh okay this is just how it's going to be going forward and then and then they have to go and seek the seek the help from other people right because mm. not everyone also has kids that they can ask for help for these kind of things and it's going to be very difficult for them Yeah. so uh, if anything I'm just saying that more can be done to to help with this transition Mm. Wow, that's, yeah. that's not, that doesn't sound like a one shot comment. It's like a one comment that made Terrence angry comment. No, 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 not angry. Okay, I, I, <laughs> because I think they there is a point that there yeah. are very good, there are very seamless government apps, and then we've talked about uh, some of these that have really, you know, improved quality of life for everyone. Like say the parking app, for example, you know, mm, mm, mm. Uh, things like that, or or even your SingPass and how 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 easy it is to log into for government services like right yeah, yeah so yeah. yeah i think it's important we also don't just blanket say everything is, is terrible but to to be more specific and point out like what exactly we're calling for uh. mm, fair so enough thank you for the uh, comment from clarence c88 clarence c88 okay cool yes and then what about yes. your one shock thing man uh my one shock thing is i guess it's the the something that a lot of people have been talking about and buzzing about recently. Mm. It's the Netflix show Physical Hundred. Mm. Yes. Uh if you haven't got on it already, uh it's basically a reality TV show on Netflix that features one hundred uh athletes, you know, strong strong men as uh wrestlers and, and men and women from Korea who are competing in a reality TV show where they are given physical challenges, uh, il- il- elimination challenges, like, right? basically, where you got to win or you go home. And uh, they are slowly, and we're in the middle of the season, but right now, as of last night, there are five people left out of this hundred. 
out of these hundred that have uh, started the competition. Uh. And uh, I actually did not start even for episode one because I was like, oh, you know, sounds like a typical oh, uh, TV show. Yeah, yeah. But when as the challenges started to get more interesting, where they started to become group challenges, mm. you know, I started to really enjoy it because it, remind, it reminds me a lot of... Uh, uh, I mean, it reminds me a lot of the, the stuff that we used to do, whether in, in, in school, at camps, or even in army, like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. The, 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 the so-called like group uh, obstacle courses and things that you go through, or, or just having to surpass very physical challenges with a very um, diverse group of individuals. They're all very fit, very athletic, but they all come from different backgrounds as well. And it's quite interesting seeing how all their different styles, different personalities mesh together when they work in teams or work against each other as well. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I've been enjoying it quite a bit. And, and uh, yeah, I feel like every time I watch it, I feel like my, my heart rate just like goes up to exercise levels, man. I feel like I got a workout just from watching it now <laughs> on my couch, right? I mean, I, yeah. I love it. I watched from the first episode mm-hmm. onwards and, and I think watching on, in, by the, from the first episode onwards adds to it because you feel invested in these individuals. Like I love mm-hmm. the show, man. Um, and, and I think, yeah. It's How just, would you describe it to someone who's someone who's like, uh, sounds like just some, sounds like a typical Harish thing of watching jocks. Watching jocks like typical uh, Harish thing. Hey, it's got that. girls also, got women also, okay. And some of the women are badasses, man. Um, jacked, jacked, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say it is really, some of the things they do is really, you watch it, you're like, wow. It's so, it's like a combination of those strongman competitions, squid game, and orientation for mm. you, for uni or school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I did American Gladiator also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. American Gladiator. Because, you know, the challenges are, are very artificial challenges. Like, they're not, like, taking place outdoors. They're taking yeah, place in a correct. studio with a with a built set that, that has very specific kind of challenges that you would never find anywhere else in the world, like, right? Yeah, like, moving yeah. a... Uh, like, like, I mean, spoiler, like moving a 1.5 ton like ship. wooden ship across <laughs> a room like wow, what the hell is that man when yeah. will you ever in your life have to do that lah, right yeah I mean, I mean I used to enjoy watching strongman competitions but beyond a certain point it felt like these people are not normal people lah. Uh, they, mm, uh, correct, whereas correct. these athletes they're all top of the game you have, okay another thing is the athletes there right you have Olympic gold medalists you have an ex-MMA mm. champion from who fought in UFC you have mm. champion weightlifters and YouTubers so yeah. I just think it's such yeah. a brilliant idea, and it has that Squid Game kind of feel, uh, really slightly unnerving, la. So, so yeah, I yeah, it, no, actually, it's great. but the one I thing, love it. one thing I do like is that uh, generally the mood is very positive. Everyone, yeah. they're not trying to tear, tear each other down. They're all very supportive of each other, even if they're from different teams as well, like, Right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and they're always like, uh, you know, even after getting eliminated or what, you can tell that the people are are very supportive of each other. Yeah, and, correct. And whoever's still in the competition, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um cool, so then yeah. my one shook thing is something that I actually caught wind of through Straits Times, man. So kudos to them. Mm. It is this TikTok account based in Singapore called SG Tower Crane, uh where mm. a crane operator just shows how he lives his life on a day to day basis. So his crane is hundred and twenty meters up in the air, is in the C B D of Singapore. Like a lot of the times his view is facing the Duxton at Tanjung Paga and he's significantly higher than Duxton. And he just shows mm, how he prepares mm. his lunch. Um, so he has like prata with someone. He has his own little uh, stove. Um, and he says it's like his second home. Like, he spends like 12 hours a day there, six days a week. So he does push-ups. Mm. He doesn't show his face, but it's just, it's, this, it's just one of those accounts that I'm like, wow, okay, this is what, this is what I, I, I think TikTok serves its purpose. Lah. So yeah, mm. like, uh, and the view is insane. 
and it's just more of yeah, you look, you're like, wow, that's that's interesting. Like it's a it's a peek into a lifestyle that is so damn unique, uh. So so what 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 building was he? No, he's a he's a crane was, operator. You know one of those super tall okay. things at the top of a building. So I don't know what okay, okay. building he's Which on. Building it is, but huh? it's the okay, one that okay. is so damn high uh that mm. it looks down on all the skyscrapers in Singapore. Yeah. 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 So I think he said okay. he started just by uploading a few videos of his lunchtime routine and it got very popular. So now he has about thirteen K followers. Uh um, holy shit, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. Uh yeah. I highly recommend it. Do they talk it. about his do they talk about his his pay and stuff like that as well? Of course, uh, there's a course, there's uh, a video like uh, how much does a crane operator earn, and then he goes into it like, okay. uh, uh, yeah, like the, goes into the salary. Of course, of course, Singaporeans would ask that lah. No, no, as in, but that was literally something we were just discussing yeah, yesterday, correct, right? Yeah, yeah, about yeah. like that 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 crane operators surprisingly earn uh higher amount than, than most people think like, right yeah exactly exactly yeah 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 so so it's is interesting like then yeah just mm. just take a look and the videos are you don't it's just the view it's something you don't see often like. and i always wonder when mm. you look at those cringe like what the hell is going up there yeah, yeah so he has videos of his rain there? of the rain and he has his own pyro- he has like a little home up there like with binoculars and stuff like that it's cool that's oh, cool. cool yeah what's it called again sorry sg tower crane SG Tower Crane. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Cool, man. All right. Cool. Thanks All right. for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to y'all soon.